All right, so when I get called on to be the spur of the moment, why I have one message that the Lord has put in my heart many years ago. And in fact, I have trained some of our representatives the same message and helped them out that we ought to be excited. Are you listening? About the Word of God. You can't be excited about a gospel track if you're not excited about the Word of God. See the Word of God in Romans chapter number 10. If you want to turn there, Romans chapter number 10. We'll read one verse and have a word of prayer, and I'll share with you what uh, the Lord has given me many years ago. But uh, when it's a church, I don't think I preached here before. Maybe I have. Uh, but anyway, I don't remember it. But uh, we'll give you what the Lord has given me. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Look at verse 17. This is the Bible now. So you believe everything in the Bible is true? Amen. Okay, so the Bible says, So then faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So is it good to say then that when people get saved, they hear the word of God. And people need to hear the word of God to be saved because it says, so then faith cometh by hearing. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Are you telling me I need to put this thing back on? Okay, well, I'm, I'm glad somebody was bold enough to speak up in church. Huh? Okay, now you got it. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How many of you did not hear me a while ago? I did not. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for the inerrant, infallible, inspired, preserved word of God for us today. Thank you, it's been preserved for us in our King James Bibles. And Lord, I pray you meet with a special these next few moments. May I be able to share with these folks some of the most important things in the Word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Why they're the most important things in the Word of God is because it changes people's lives. The Fellowship Track League has been printing gospel tracts since 19, 1970, 1978. That's, it. That's the year I got ordained. I get my, my dates balled up. So, but I didn't know about Fellowship Track League back in 1978 when I was ordained in Fremont, Nebraska. But that was the beginning uh, when Walsh Pennington went to a camp meeting in uh, Myrtle, Mississippi, and came back and said, I believe God wants our church to print gospel tracts. You knew Walsh Pennington, didn't you? And uh, guess how many people at the church bucked him? Now, it's quite, quite usual in independent Baptist churches that you, you have something new come along. Why, there's a few people that butt against the preacher. But everyone, 100%, says, Preacher, if that's what you think the Lord would have us do, let's do it. And 100%. And so, since 1978, the Fellowship Track League has printed 5.2 billion gospel tracts. And now we are shipping to 200 countries worldwide. And as I said a few moments ago, we got 10.5 million ready to go to India. And uh, so, uh, have you ever heard the the saying, the proof is in the pudding? Yes. Uh, that was one of my mother's favorite sayings. So, so the proof is in the pudding. We have the letters that prove that the Bible works when God's word says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, the best way is, is to have preachers to preach, missionaries to go. Like, uh, is she still up there? No, it disappeared. But we believe in missionaries and so does this church. So thank you for supporting the Fellowship Track League for these many years already. So when I read you this letter, you can say, praise the Lord, 
because we're a part of that. And yes, you are a part. You are a part of it. And so it takes hundreds of churches like this to be able to do what we're doing. Be able to tell you that 84 rolls of paper at $300 a piece are already printed and the word of God is ready to be shipped to India. You're a part of that just as well as any one of the other 100 churches. And it's more than 100 churches that support the Fellowship Track League. And so uh, I'm going to read you a, a letter or two here. See if time per permits. But uh, this one says, Dear Brother in Christ, I was a member of the Jehovah's Witness Church. Be an interesting letter, right? I was a member of the Jehovah's Witness Church, but one day while walking downtown, I found this tract on the street. I picked it up. I read it. I bought a Bible, believed in the Savior, repented of all my sins, got baptized, and now I walk in the light. It's been many years now, and I have friends that are still Jehovah's Witnesses, but I can say that some I have led to the Lord. Thank you for this gospel tract, and I'm wondering if you still print it, and yes, we do still print it, and uh, she got a good supply, and never ever got a bill. Nobody ever gets a bill. All tracts are free, as the Lord has provided. And uh, I couldn't read you that one without reading you this one, because they tell us now that some of the most difficult people to reach, how many of you have, uh, I'll see if I can prove that, how many of you have ever tried to reach a Jehovah's Witness? Can I see your hands? Yes, I can see your hands. How many have you been successful and you led a Jehovah's Witness to the Lord? Well, God's Word says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And so that's what happened is the Word of God convicted her of her sin. So the, the other group of people that's hard to reach are Muslims. And I have witnessed to some of them because I preach at a church every year in Bridgeview, Illinois, which is just a few blocks from a, from a mosque. And there's, there's, there is Muslims all over the place there. And they're very difficult to reach. And one of them is just really a nice fellow. We witnessed to him many times. He works in a restaurant. But listen to this letter. Are you ready for this one? Sit up straight. Listen now. Dear Fellowship Track League, Sir, I greet you all. Thank you for this track. All this I did for thee. By the way, the track, All This I Did For Thee, is the one that has a picture of Jesus on the front on a cross, all a gory-looking picture. And, and that's the one I liked the least when I first visited the Fellowship Track League. But that's the one that comes back the most from all over the world because we printed it in all the, all the different languages. And uh, did I tell you how many languages? Did I tell you? Did, let me tell you how many languages. Right now, we're printing in 90 different languages and shipping all over the world. So most of those languages have this track, all this I did for thee. Uh, okay, I'll try to read it now without stopping in the middle of it. Thank you for the track, all this I did for thee. This is to let you know that now I believe in Jesus, and I want him to be my Lord and Savior. I now know the Lord Jesus through this tract that a missionary gave me. I want to know more about Jesus. Please send to me more tracts and Christian books if you have them. Thank you for your good works. Sincerely, Mohammed Bello. Does he sound like a Muslim? Yes, because his, his PS says, I was a Muslim, but I'm now a Christian. As the Lord had mercy on me, please don't forget me. So when we see the results of the word of God shipped all over the world and the letters come back to us, and you say, how many letters you get back? We have gotten, are you ready for this? As many as a dozen letters in one day from all over the world. Usually, 
that many in about a week or, or sometimes more. But uh, we keep those letters. And, of course, the ones that are really good like this, uh, uh, Jehovah's Witness and a Muslim, we take them along with us. We supply our, our missionary representatives. And there's four of us on the road. So when I uh, took the pastorate, I was already a representative on the road. But uh, Wash Pennington was sick and nobody knew about it. Did you know he had Alzheimer's? And he died of Alzheimer's and was making bad decisions and no one knew it because, you know, a lot of times people that are sick right here, they, they don't appear to be. Anyway, I followed Wash Pennington and he's in heaven now and he started one of the greatest, I believe, the greatest ministries in the, on the face of the earth because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God and God's word tells us through the word of God, heaven and earth shall pass away but my word will not. So uh, Wayne Peters told me when you came, when I came there, he says, when you get involved with the word of God, he says, just, just wait, you'll get blessed. And we have been blessed. And so uh, I believe that we, we won't seek any other ministry since we've been in evangelism since 1968. And that's a lot of years. But uh, we have been in every state, several foreign countries. I got to preach in the Philippines. There she is back there. Got to preach in the Philippines, Baguio City, Manila, Tarlac, Tarlac. Uh, is Mandeville in the, the Philippines? I forget. Manila, yeah. American, M M Jamaica. Oh, that was Jamaica. Yeah, so we've been in several foreign countries. In fact, uh, uh, one of our last trips in the 90s was in uh, Russia. And we uh, rented, uh, the, the missionary and I rented a theater in Moscow. And that was an interesting thing, is uh, I don't know how many people were in the, in the theater, but when I gave the invitation after preaching, there was about 80 people who wanted to be saved. That's the most I've ever had in any meeting that, where I preached. Usually a lot of the churches, they don't even have 80 people. If there was 80 people that day who wanted to be saved. Well, preachers don't have any trouble. That's why you wouldn't have had a bit of trouble today, Brother Earl. You, you could preach, I mean, because preachers they just have a way of just rambling and rambling, you know, or, my wife's telling me, get to the message, get to the message. <laughs> anyway, so we'll get to the message. Faith cometh by hearing. God's word ought to be so excited to us. Are you listening? And we ought to be so privileged that we can carry a portion of it with us every day. Now, I'm not going to put anybody on the spot, but I was in a church of about 300 people sometime back, and I said, well, uh, I'm not going to be picking on anybody in particular, but I just was wondering how many of you carry gospel tracts every day, every time you leave the house, you've got gospel tracts on your person. And uh, in that church was about 10 people out of 300. And uh, when the missionaries from overseas, especially India, we have two, two preachers that come see us from India, Sam Thomas and uh, B. Isaac, and uh, B. Isaac and I was sitting on a bench out there in the yard at the Fellowship Track League, and he said in tears in his eyes, he says, how come so many people in America, in our churches, and he travels to independent Baptist churches, they all believe in the gospel tracts. But I watch, and they walk right by the track rack, and nobody picks up any tracts. They, they just believe in it, but don't do it. I says, friend, I've traveled all across America, and I stay in independent Baptist churches, and that's just about the size of it. Are you listening? Do we really believe that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God? And it's powerful because we could read you more letters. 
And the Lord gives me a nudge. I've got a couple more here I can read. But we've seen the results that people's lives will be changed from the Word of God. And we have seen people's lives will be changed from the Word of God because we had the altars filled last Sunday and then on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday as well at the Fellowship Baptist Church in Ellery, South Carolina. And that's one of our mail centers. And explain to you what a mail center is in brief. We have 12 of them across the United States. And those mail centers are churches where we bulk ship uh, sometimes six or eight million tracks at a time. And they have a warehouse somewhere where they rent a real house. Sometimes they have a, uh, Ellery has an old church building they use. And it's filled. They've probably got 10 million tracks in there. And uh, every other week, they package tracks and send them out. And Benita G., at, if you ever come visit the Fellowship Track League, Danita G., she does nothing but works all day, five days a week, in sending all of those mail centers orders from all over the United States, just the United States, those are mail centers, in English and Spanish. And uh, the church in Ellery, South Carolina, uh, pays for about $200 a month postage. We have several churches that pay over $1,000 a month postage. And the last several years, those mail centers have paid for over $100,000 in postage. Are you listening? Isn't that something? And so that's why we have the mail centers. We can bulk ship them, you know, by truck, several million at a time. And, uh, and it's cost quite a bit to send at smaller amounts. Anyway, the Bible tells us, are you listening? The Bible tells us that the word of God is powerful. It's in your bulletin right now if you want to look at it, the verse. The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. We underestimate. That's what, number one, one of, my, one of my points, if I look at my notes. We underestimate the power of the word of God. I can prove that by telling you what shape the majority of our independent Baptist churches are across America. If we really believed that a gospel tract will change people's lives and they will continue to get letters from all over the world. Are you listening? You ought to, you ought to hear this one. I, I think I got it here. Yeah. This fellow, he, he went into a doctor's office. I'll read it to you. Thank you to whosoever. I just sat down in the waiting area at the VA hospital here in Oklahoma City. And while dialing my cell phone, a man quickly walked up to me, handed me a piece of paper. Oh, that's the only way he could describe it. He didn't know what a track was. And he, he says, and I had no idea what it was or what it was for. And since I was in conversation with my party on my cell phone, uh, he didn't say anything. I didn't say anything back to him. I just took the piece of paper. And then I looked at it, and it was a gospel track from your ministry, I was glad when I looked at the front and said, what you miss by being a Christian? And he kind of considered himself a Christian the way he said. He said, I was glad because I didn't want to miss anything. And uh, so I began to read the track. And he says, then it hit me with powerful force. So sitting there, I continued to read your little track, you call it. When I got through reading about my horrible doom and the way I live in my life, it really got to me, reality that is, so I decided right there to silently call on him, the Lord Jesus, who died in my place, and to take away my sins, and to change my life, 
Thank you to whosoever printed this and to the person who handed it to me. I would like to do the same for someone else, or better, many someone else's. Could you send me some gospel tracts, maybe a hundred or so, and here's a $10 bill, whatever you can send for that. Well, he didn't realize he got a whole lot more than a $10 bill worth. They're free. And uh, we loaded him down with tracts. But if you was the one that gave that tract out, and you found out about it, wouldn't that bless you? Wouldn't that encourage you? Well, I'm telling you that God would use you. God, that's why I preach this at many of the churches we go to, because we're not following through. When God's word says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, lost people need the gospel. Saved people need the whole Bible. That's why he's called preachers like your pastor and I, to help God's people to grow in the Lord to become excited about the word of God and to be burdened with the lost world around us and get the word of God out. So what will happen from today is some of you will get under conviction. You say, how do you know that? Too many people have come to me after I preach this and tell me, say, you know, I've never passed a track in my life. My people tell me that. I've never passed a track in my life, but I want you to know that I'm going to get a supply I was preaching this at a church in uh, Tri-County Baptist Church in Port Charlotte, Florida. And I stood at the back with a preacher, a church of a couple hundred people. I stood at the back with a preacher. And he and I stood there, and right next to us was the tra- track rack. And every time they come by, they shake our hands, and thanks for the coming, and blah, blah, blah. And even thank you for the singing, Marianne. And anyway, uh, then they would go to the track rack. And he said, I have never seen so many tracks disappear in one service as today. And he puts his arm around me and says, thank you for coming. He says, I often wonder, why do I even fill this gospel track rack up? Because people don't take them anyway. Isn't that sad? That's what that preacher said to me. Don't even, they don't, don't even take them anyway. So listen, hopefully you're all different. Hopefully you're all different. And maybe if you aren't, maybe you can get started today. Maybe the Lord just or, orchestrated that, that I would preach. And there's something I got in my prayer closet this morning. And because when we're on the road, we're just home for a week. We leave on Friday for West Virginia. And then after West Virginia, then we go to Virginia. And then I think uh, we end up in Wisconsin. But I, I prayed this morning. I said, Lord, I'm so used to this. I said, Lord, just fill me with your spirit. May your power and your presence be real. And then I realized, I thought, well, I'm not planning on preaching today, but I may talk to someone. And so I still prayed, Lord, I want to be filled with the Spirit and have the power of God. So what was that first thought that I gave you? How many was listening? One person was. The Word of God is powerful. If we realize how powerful the Word of God was, and that's why we believe in gospel tracts, when the Word of God says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And lost people need the gospel. Once they're saved, then they need the whole Bible to grow in the Lord, 2 Peter 3.18, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, we've got a few more Ps here because uh, try to be alliterated, you know, when you put a message together. People remember it better. They can remember powerful, and then they can remember precious. If we realize how powerful the Word of God was, and then if we realize how precious it was, I tell you what, uh, means I got a microphone that I can move around. I'm going to pick out one of you fellas, good, good, strong, powerful fella. And man, I think there's one right here. You want to come up here and you can help me, okay? So uh, 
what I'm going to do is I am going to act like the man in Russia. We sent 700 Russian Bibles ahead before we preached in Russia, and we piled them up in the foyer of the church about that high. And everybody that came knew that they were going to get a free Russian Bible. Well, this fella, afterwards, several people had to talk to the American preacher, so I had people all around me, and I, I talked for probably half an hour, maybe even longer, and I see this fellow walking around. And he's hugging one of those Russian Bibles. He went and got help himself to it. And every once in a while he'd stop and he'd look at it. It's upside down. He'd look at it. And it was in Russia. And he was so excited that he had a Bible. Found out later, that's the first Bible he ever, ever had in his life. He believed God. He believed there was a God every day of his life. But I, I want to, you, you stand here and look at me. Okay, and now you're going to be me, okay? And I was about that size back then when we went. Call me fat? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, you're so nice and round and pleasantly plump. That's yes, what it is. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so he, he come up to me, and there was a table there, and he laid his Bible down. And most of the people had disappeared, and he come up to me with tears streaming down his face. I'm going to imitate to you exactly as I can recall what he said to me. And uh, then you'll know why when something like that happens to you that you remember it. So are you ready? So I'm the Russian, and you're me. He walked up to me, and he grabbed me by my coat. He says, thank you for coming to our country. I believe God all my life. I believe God. Oh, I believe God. And he went on and on. He believed God. But I never heard about Jesus. Thank you for telling me about Jesus. He died on the cross for our sins, and I'm so thankful you come. Thank you, Nibsi. <laughs> so when you have that happen, he was so thankful. I never had any experience even come close to that in the United States, that they were so thankful for the Word of God. Never had seen anybody just really hugging their Bible. And the last time I seen him, he was just about to go outside, and he opened it up one more time and looked in it. And we're so thankful to have the Word of God. So the Word of God is what we're talking about. The first time I met Walsh Pennington, I said, Brother Pennington, what do you really do? You, you print just gospel tracts? We print the Word of God, he says. And I thought, well, where's all the Bibles at then? That's the first thing you think of when you print the Word of God. He says, we print key verses to the Word of God that point people to Jesus Christ. He says, once they're saved, they need the whole Bible. I've never forgotten that. And so that's why we're excited about a little piece of paper. This, this one was printed on one of our 60-foot-long presses, full-color presses. And uh, when they printed this, there was seven other tracks. It comes out in, in, in eight, eight different tracks. And this one was one of them. And uh, when, we print the, when we print the track, we print 125,000 at one time. And that only takes an hour to print. 125,000 tracks per hour. So two presses were running this past week to get caught up to make sure that we had our, our run for the, the container that's going to India. And we've hit the quota. We got it. We got it ready. So all that has to happen now is on the Tuesday of our Bread of Life camp meeting, if some of you can come, on Tuesday of our Bread of Life camp meeting, you can help us load the actual container that will go to 
India with those 10.5 million tracks on it. So the Word of God is what? The Word of God is what? Maybe today some of us will realize how precious the Word of God is. Because there's, there is countries we were in. When I was in the Philippines, they had two or three, and most of the time the Filipino people speak English, right? They learn the English. And uh, I didn't have to preach through an interpreter there, but, but they said 80 to 90% of the people will understand. A lot of them couldn't even speak English, but they could understand it. And uh, so I went to the library there, and uh, I found... I was either two or three King James Bibles. The covers were missing. But I found that was a King James Bible in the library. And boy, that was, that was like gold to them. And uh, nobody was to take that long. They, they, had, they could use it there at the library. But uh, there's a scarcity of the Word of God in most other countries that we go to. And we have them. How many of us just own one Bible Nobody ever raises their hand. They got the one that they wore out two years ago or ten years ago, and they got the one before that, and, and you have a New Testament, and, you, and we have Bibles galore. And uh, I'm not going to do it here with a small crowd like this. I don't want to pick on anybody. But I ask many times, how many of you read it every day? How many of you get excited every day and put gospel tracts in your pocket? So that's the challenge. That, that's what God's called me to do. And so that's why we preach this way, is to encourage you. And uh, that building over there, if all of us done what the Word of God says, get excited, that building wouldn't be big enough, preacher. Can I prove that to you? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And if we realize that when we fail to do that, turn to James chapter number 4. We've got just a couple more points and we're finished. In James, chapter number 4, there's some strong language there that we need to hear about. James, chapter number 4. How many believe that when you pass a gospel tract out, you're doing good? It's good works. I don't save anybody, but we should be involved in good works. Well, look what it says there in verse 17. James 4, 17. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. We have a verse, and uh, Brother Earl, you've been over to the Fellowship Track League. Have you ever noticed the verse that we have right on the cornerstone going in? You can talk to me afterwards, okay? James 4.17. James 4.17. On the front, it will say, awake. This is not James 4.17. I'll think of it in a minute. Awake to righteousness and sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God, and I speak this to, the, to your shame. What's the address, sweetheart? She'll find it out. Anyway, I've got it in my notes too. But listen, those verses ought to challenge us realizing that, hey, if we have the truth and we don't witness, we have the truth. They that are lost are headed for hell forever. How much do we care about that? When we come to church, that ought to challenge us. That ought to challenge us to be a better Christian, to want to help lost people to go to heaven. And uh, if, if we get involved, people will be saved. I handed a track to three Mexicans in a restaurant when we were in Texas with the Rochester family. We 
Used to sing with them quite a bit. Rochester's have sang at our camp meeting. And anyway, we were there with Harold and Joyce, and three Mexicans come, sat right next to us. And uh, I always carry, I hope I've got plenty left over, yeah. There's all this I did for thee in Spanish. Anyway, I had three gospel tracts in Spanish in my pocket, and those three Mexicans came. I hope I got another one. No, only got two left. No, no, two left. Anyway, I went with those tracks to these fellows that were sitting next to us, and I have witnessed to Spanish people for years. When I hear the language, I know right away what it is. And so I walked up to him and I said, Dios la bendiga. Anybody here speak Spanish? Yes. Dios la bendiga. What did I say? I don't know. No. No, that means God bless you. And when I say Dios la bendiga to a Mexican, they will right away come back to me and say, Igualmente. What is Igualmente? Same to you. And so that's enough to get them excited. I said, No, my Spanish poquito. What's that little bit? My Spanish poquito. Then they'll say, my English poquito. And so I says, well, tell you what. I says, making it difficult for you and I to converse. I says, I want to give you this. And usually I have, I gave all of them away. I have two left in Spanish. But I gave each one a Spanish gospel track. And uh, went back to my seat. And anyway, uh, being as I'm a Baptist preacher, and we have to lead the way for Baptist people love to go to to, to uh, I say bizarre, <laughs> that's not it. Uh, they love to go to people like, places like Golden Corral and Ryan's. This was a Ryan in, in Texas. And all you can eat, for, you know, one price. Anyway, so I had to lead the way and go back to get my second helping. And I walked by the three Mexicans sitting there. One of them had a yellow shirt on. He was, he's the one that could speak a little bit of Spanish, but the other two, no English. But they all sat there while we were eating, and we watched all three read the gospel track. And uh, as I walked by, the one that could speak a little bit of English, he grabbed me by the arm, and he had such a stern face. And he says, sir, would you pray with me? I don't want to go to hell. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Even in the Spanish language, he read the Bible from the few verses in that gospel tract and said to me, would you pray with me? I don't want to go to hell. So I stood there in the restaurant and I thought, Lord, I pray for boldness, to have boldness and stand up in front of people. So I stood right there in the restaurant and prayed for those three Mexicans. Now the folks in the pew, or on the pew, in the, <laughs> the folks in the booth over there watched me, and they said there's two Mexicans that couldn't understand anything. They, they were quiet and respectful. And the other one, I prayed for him, put my hand on his shoulder, that he really understood what it meant to be saved, and he wanted me to pray for him. And so uh, afterwards, the other two, pointed at their, they wanted to keep the track, but they pointed on the back that they had asked Christ to be their Savior. So I believe because of passing those men a gospel track in a restaurant, the result was three people got saved. I believe I led three people to the Lord. So you, you see, and many times, all I'll get to do is just give them a gospel track. But faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God.
So how many people don't tell us, I could tell you many testimonies, of people that got a gospel track, one of them worked at a, at a grocery store, and every time on his break he'd go back in, that, in, the, in the lunchroom and he'd read that over and over and over and over. And uh, finally, after a while, he got saved. And he kept that track for years in his pocket. We have so many stories like that. And we have independent Baptist churches all across America. Their track racks stay filled with some of the tracks that were put in there a year ago. You say, well, how do you know that? I was at Baptist Church in Georgia. And, uh, I, and it, was, it was on that wall, and that was where the sun would shine in the window. And it hit the track rack, and I noticed that the tracks were all faded. And I thought, what's going on? So uh, I looked, pulled out a few from the front, and the ones behind it were bright colored, but the sun had faded them. And I thought, I wonder, we're going to be back at this church next year. So I got about half a dozen of them, and all I did is put one little mark the upper left-hand corner of the tracks. Just one little mark. I come back the next year, and I found most of those gospel tracks in the track rack that probably if those people would have been concerned, could have got them tracks out, and people who were lost could have read it and got saved. But now it's forever too late in that area. But God help us to realize that we ought to be excited about the Word of God. It's powerful. What was the second one? It's precious. And then the next one, and we're not going to have time to finish all of them like I'd like to, but listen to this one. It's powerful. It's precious. It's predictable. God's Word says, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. People will be saved. And then the last one, We've already talked about it. It's to be propagated. God's people, usually on Sunday morning, we have a, quite a few people that are saved. Somebody could have slipped in this morning. We don't know all of you. You probably could have slipped in this morning, and you're not for sure. You're not 100% for sure that you've been born again. The Bible says you must be born again. What is that? A realization that you're lost. That's the first thing that comes. You realize you're lost. If you've never realized you're lost, you're probably still lost. If you've never realized you're lost, you're probably still lost. So you hear that? Because that's the first thing that happens. It's called old-fashioned Holy Ghost conviction. You realize you're lost. And then you can do something about it. Just like the man, he explained conviction in his letter, reading that letter in that doctor's office. Then it hit me with, it hit me when he turned the page. And then he tells how he bowed his head and asked God to save him. So, I try to be ready wherever we go, Brother Earl. So, uh, now I don't have to mark it down, call this church up and say, hey, have you ever had a representative? I think Brother, Brother Lapish was here one time, he said, a few years ago. But Bruce and Mary Delane got to come today, so we're, we're thankful for the opportunity. Let's bow our heads for closing prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for the word of God. Lord, I do pray that Maybe a few of the words that I said today as I preached the Word of God, that they would realize that there's so much power as the verse tells us in the bulletin. 
the word of God is quick and powerful. And Lord, I pray the result would be that those that are saved here this morning would realize their responsibility. Their challenge as a Christian is, is to get some gospel tracts, to get them out. And so I do pray then if there's somebody in church that's been under conviction because they haven't, haven't ever passed a gospel tract, never got excited about the word of God and how precious it is to us and how powerful it is to convict people of sin. And then, Lord, as we're closing, we always want to challenge if there's anybody here that we're talking about what Jesus has done for us when he died on the cross for our sins. And when they read that gospel tract, they're hearing about Jesus dying for them. And then, Lord, as we talk during the prayer right now, if there's someone that doesn't know the Lord Jesus as their personal Savior, that they would make sure of it today. And Lord, thank you for the opportunity to preach. In Jesus' name we pray.